Welcome to Journey Elgin of Elgin, Texas, where we are living life in Christ, impacting his kingdom. Our service times are Sunday at 9 a.m., followed by a second service at 1045 a.m. Today's message is The Consistent Jesus, his pastor, Philip Thomas. So we are con- concluding the book of, of Hebrews uh, today, and one thing that I just kind of hit me over this past week is as I, we were talking with the children at camp, the theme of uh, the, the camp was life on the edge, and that, that was the, the overall theme. And you realize that Hebrews is kind of talking about living life on the edge, you know, that you choose to live a life. Um, that, that makes a difference living a life for God, um, but that that can lead to some challenging situations, right? It, that uh, that it can, things can go badly. Uh, there's going to, life happens, you know, that, that it's not always perfect. Um, and, and Hebrews is talking about that from beginning to end. It's being written to a group of people who are literally on the edge. They are being persecuted, and it's going to get worse. It's going to be hard for them. And so uh, it's very easy uh, for, for those to say, you know what, I've had enough. I'm not going to go down this path of life anymore. I'm going to change uh, the way that I'm living. And, of course, Hebrews is trying to make the case, no, you don't want to do that. Continue to, to persevere. Follow what uh, the life that God has laid out for you. We saw that in, in Hebrews chapter 12. Uh, last week, this idea of continuing to persevere um, no matter what. And, and as I'm talking to the kids and we're, we're uh, doing this, I realize, you know, they are going to be experiencing the ups and downs of life. And what are we doing to make sure that they recognize, hey, God is going to be with you. God is going to be with you through the highs and through the lows, through the unpredictable things, through the bad things that happen, the good things, that he is going to be there. Because you know what? Life does not go as planned. And uh, one of the things we do at children's camp is to try to keep kids engaged. You, you switch from one thing to the next and videos and stuff like that. And, uh, and so we showed this little video, and uh, a lot of it is just to lighten the mood and to get, get kids laughing. Uh, but it also makes a point that life doesn't go as planned, that things happen, that there are unintended consequences for everything that we do. And uh, so this is just a, a funny video that uh, in many of the little things that happen, you can tell it sure wasn't what was planned. And what happened uh, was definitely unexpected. Should I have more back on him? <laughs> you like that baby? Oh, oh wow. <laughs> Is he cold? Oh! 
Here, catch it. Here we go. Catch. Vegetables? I am from Japan and I don't touch this chain without them catching. One, two, three. Most of those kids had certain things in mind, and something else definitely happened. And in just a very simple way, it's just showing life is unexpected. Things happen that we're not anticipating, uh, that we, we uh, weren't ready for, but that's, that's normal. And, and it's one of the things that Hebrews does is it's trying to tell us, hey, that's okay. That's going to happen, but you've got to make the choice. Are you going to remain faithful to God or not. And sometimes I wonder, are we doing that as individuals in our own faith? Um, are we portraying that to our children, to those who we are around, that we're going to remain faithful? And also, are we doing that as a church? And that's what Hebrews is really warning about, is the damage that is done when we don't really live out what we claim to believe, right? And, you know, so often we kind of get caught up in the different areas of Hebrews that talks about falling away, and we talk about whether that means that we can lose our salvation. And, and the way that we usually focus on that is like, man, I just want to make sure that I'm not going to lose my salvation. So what's that really talking about? And I, I was just kind of thinking, you know, what if the book of Hebrews really, and I don't think it's necessarily concerned with an individual losing their salvation. It's more, think about the damage that is done to the message of God whenever we are not faithful to what we claim to believe, right? And whenever we decide, you know what, um, it's really not that important. Imagine the message that we're giving our children. Imagine the message that we're giving the people in our uh, social circles that we claim to be a Christian, but then if we don't really live it out, and uh, the Hebrews at the end, uh, in chapter 13, is where we're going to be here in just a minute. It kind of is just a, um, a, a broad picture of uh, many of the things that Hebrews has been talking about, of how we live our life. And one of the things that I really got, was thinking about, I had the opportunity, um, there were three girls, um, and uh, after one of the, the evenings, um, they talked to their um, children's minister and they wanted to talk to me about being baptized. And they had, you know, had been coming to their, their uh, individual churches for a while, um, but they wanted to make that next step. And I was talking to one of them, and one thing that really jumped out to me, she said, um, I'm, I'm a little bit nervous. And I said, well, what are you nervous about? She said, I'm nervous about telling my parents. 
and how they will, uh, what they will think. And, uh, and I, you know, of course, I have no background here or anything, and the children's minister's there, so we're just talking. And, and I said, well, well what, what do you mean? Are they, do they not go to church? And he said, no, they, they do, but they've only been like two times the last year. You know, and they and actually said, you know, they used to go a little bit more. They don't go much any, now, and I just don't know what they're going to think that I'm going to want to be baptized. And, of course, they're going to be fine with it, right? They're, they're, they're going to, uh, and the children's minister said, no, they're going to be fine. But isn't that interesting that because they had been kind of active and now weren't, and that church wasn't a, a major importance to them, their daughter was kind of like, oh, I don't know. I don't, you know, are they going to, going to support me in this? How are they going to be? And whenever I read Hebrews and I, all of the things that it's talking about, I think we need to realize, you know what, the way that we live our life, it truly does matter. Like, it makes an impact in the kingdom. It makes an impact to people who are watching us. And that's why it's so important not to fall away, right? Because it truly does make a difference. And I, I want to read just the conclusion here and just a couple of highlights of of kind of the general idea of how we need to be living our life. So Hebrews chapter 13, starting in uh, verse 1, we'll go through verse 8. says, Keep on loving each other as brothers. Do not forget to entertain strangers, for by so doing some people have entertained angels without knowing it. Remember those in prison as if you were their fellow prisoners, and those who are mistreated as if you yourselves are suffering. Marriage should be honored by all, and the marriage bed kept pure. For God will judge the adulterer and all the sexually immoral. Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have. Because God has said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. So we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. All right. So what, what you see here is, is really, it, it really is pretty simple. You know, sometimes we overcomplicate the Bible. We overcomplicate what it means to live our life for God. This is, this is basic stuff, and it's interesting that it's concluding. There's some deep theological things that we have seen all through the book of Hebrews, talking about who Jesus is, how he is now the high priest, how we find new life in him, how this is the continued plan from God from the beginning. It's tying all that together. So it's pretty deep stuff. And it's interesting that as you get to the end, it's kind of like, okay, here it is. Here's the simpleness of it. And it, it starts with, hey, you need to think about how you live uh, your life in relation to others, right? How do you treat others? How does, how does your faith make an impact on that? And then it, then it moves to, okay, and now look at your relationship with God, right? So it has the outside and the inside, and we see that all throughout Scripture. And so here we have, it starts off, keep on loving each other as brothers, all right? So it's talking about there, it's kind of talking about the people within your, your group, within your community, that you are brothers and sisters in Christ, right? That you, and continue to do that, continue to, to live that out. In the uh, previous chapter, it talks about um, strive to live at peace with everyone, right? And, and it's, so it's continuing that theme. 
um, of how important it is that the, the basis of how we interact with each other has to be love. You know, and, and that's an easy thing to say, and we say that a lot, but it is so important that we actually view people the way that God views people. You know, because so often I think um, if nearly every relationship that we enter into kind of has a transactional element to it, right? It's like, okay, I enter into this relationship with my doctor because my doctor is going to give this care to me, right? I enter into this relationship uh, with a, a babysitter because they are going to then return and take care of my child. The, there's just this transactional element. If we're not careful, we can kind of start seeing everybody that way, right? And that's not always bad. It doesn't mean that you're, you're being rude or, or hateful, but all of a sudden you're not really seeing people as people. You're seeing as, okay, what can they do for me or what do I need to do to, to them so that they'll treat me the way I want to, Right? And, and we really need to step back and say, okay, listen, God loves everyone. We need to start seeing people the way that God sees people. Right? And that's something we always have to be checking ourselves on because we're, we're going we're gonna, to uh, not live up to that the way that we should. But that's, that's a, a basic uh, idea here, okay, that we need to be living that way. Then it continues on. It says, do not forget to entertain strangers. All right, so it kind of talked about, hey, the, the people that you're with on a regular basis, but also, this includes everybody, right? <laughs> like, you know, we, you know you don't, we don't get off the hook. It's the way that we treat everyone. And I love this. It, it, uh, of course, Hebrews throws in something theological. It says, because some of you may have entertained angels without even knowing it, right? Well, we're not going to go off on that rabbit trail, but we love things like that. People love things like that. Like, oh, man, that time that I gave money to that homeless person, maybe that was an angel. You know I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to theology, theologically get into all of that, but it, it, it makes a connection because at the beginning, remember, of Hebrews, talks about how Jesus is greater than the angels, right? So there's this idea that, that this community back then, they were thinking about angels, thinking about messengers. And so, hey, maybe so, but really it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's an angel or in disguise or if it's a person. We need to be treating people well. Trying to exercise that gift of hospitality. When you have the opportunity to help somebody, help somebody. I know it's not always cut and dry, you know, because you, know, you can't help everyone. Right? You just, you can't. But we should just have that attitude within us that, hey, given the opportunity to help, we're going to help the best we can. And that doesn't, that doesn't, you know, sometimes we just narrow that down, well, you just need to give money to people. No, there's, there's other ways to help. But, but that we, uh, we see people again. We, we love people the way that God loved them, so that changes the way that we interact with them. And then he, uh, verse 3 says, Remember those in prison, as if you were their fellow prisoners, those who are mistreated, as if you were suffering. Very specifically, it's talking about there, were be, there are going to be a lot of people who are thrown in prison because of their faith. Right? They need to remember them, understand, and kind of, hey, you're going to suffer too. So you need to be supportive of one another. But I think there's also a bigger picture there, that this is including people even in prison, right? That everyone is included in this, that we're loving people the way that God has called us to do it. So this is the, the outside component, the way that we view people, the way that we treat people. And then it moves to kind of the moral 
issues that, you know what, it is important how we live our life. Our actions do make a difference. You know, and, and he hits on two of them. Talks about sexual immorality and money. Right? There was a book written, uh, it's been decades ago, uh, ago, called Money, Sex, and Power. And basically the premise of that book is that nearly all the evil and the dishonesty and the problems that we see in the world around us are one or a combination of those three things. And if you kind of start thinking about it, the, the major issues that we see in society, it's a combination of those on how we, we view them, how we use them, uh, whatever it may be. And so the Bible, yeah, speaks a lot on sexual immorality, on money issues, on power issues, because that's inherent within that, right? And so it's important for us and that we know, you know what, we do need to be living out a different way of life, a different way of handling those things that so often lead uh, to, to evil and to lead to destruction. We need to be having a godly perspective on that. And, uh, you know, that's, and we've talked about that here in Hebrews. There's those times that it is very specific, and it says, hey, it matters how you live your life. And that's not always a popular message, right? We, we love, the, uh, love others. We like the grace part of things. But you know what? It also matters how we live our life. We need to be living a life that gives an example to people that says, hey, there is a different way to live, Right? There, and, and we're not going to get it perfect, right? And this doesn't mean that we're becoming dogmatic and we're just coming up with another list of rules. But it does mean, yeah, it matters the way that we live our life, right? So all of that is kind of outward focused. How we view people, how we live our life, our actions, that all of that matters. And I would say that that is extremely important, right? That, uh, that the book of Hebrews is saying, hey, it's worth it to live that way, even if it's going to cause you persecution. You should still be living a different way, treating people a different way. But there's also another aspect to living our life, and that's the, the, what's going on on the inside. And it's how we're relating to God. And I would say that this one is even more integral to not falling away, <laughs> is what's going on inside between us and God. Now, both of these things play on each other and are very important because if you, if you kind of get away from treating people the way that God wants us to, to treat them, eventually you're going to fall away. You're going to say, well, why do I even need the church? Why do I need to follow God? You know, I'm just going to, you know, I don't, I don't care how I treat people, right? But the inside is one of the things that gets attacked first, Right? And I, I love what it says, and it has just quite a few little one-liners, which happens a lot at the end of, uh, of books in the Bible. It's kind of, here's, here's some things to end on. And I, I love how it says, uh, and this is from Psalms, it says, Never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. This idea that, okay, have we gotten to that point where we truly believe that? where we truly believe that God is never going to leave us, that he's never going to forsake us. That is something that happens on the inside, that you realize, hey, God is going to be with me. He's not going to forsake me. You know, and, and, uh, and this is something that we have to constantly work on. I was having a conversation earlier today, 
about, you know, whenever, um, so many times whenever something bad happens to us, uh, one of the first things that many times we'll say and we'll go to is, oh, well, why me? Why is that happening to me? And what we're kind of starting to say is, well, why would God forsake me? Why would he allow this to happen to me? Man, we need to be real careful with that, don't we? Because, hey, life happens. <laughs> Bad things happen. It doesn't mean that you're doing something wrong. It just means that, hey, you're facing a, a difficult time in life. But that doesn't mean that God has forsaken you. And we need to be living that out in the way that we handle adversity, in the way that we handle the ups and downs of life. The passage goes on. It says, so we say with confidence that the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? Man, this is, this is one that it, it does, it, it changes the way you live your life. If you really grasp this. That the Lord is my helper. Another, the Lord is my strength. Right? And it, that I will not be afraid. Uh, what can man do to me? And I, I think about that, reading that in context. What can man do to you? We look today, and the reality is, is, is man can only do so much to you. Right? Especially in our culture here. You know, uh, for living out our faith. Um, we may get ridiculed, we may get made fun of a little bit, but there's, there's not a whole lot of harsh penalties. Well, the, as they're reading this back then, they're saying, you know what, I could get thrown in prison. I could lose my life because of this. Right? That's, a, that's a whole different answer to that question, what can man do to you? But yet he's encouraging, the writer of Hebrews is encouraging, saying, no, you need to get to the point and foster that relationship uh, that you have with God so that you know that he is your strength and that you are not afraid of what may happen, even though it's pretty extreme, right? That's a different way of living. That's a way of living that will keep us from falling away because all of a sudden now we're not living life afraid. We're living life in the strength of the Lord. And it doesn't matter what may come. And we acknowledge on the, at the beginning that what may come may not be good. Because life is not always good. But God is always good even in the midst of the craziness of life. And that, is, that gives us strength to endure so we don't fall away as soon as life starts to get difficult. And then it goes on, it says, consider the outcome of their way of life, talking about that cloud of witnesses that we, we talked about, those who have come before us in faith. Uh, uh, the, consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. And then the, I love this verse. It says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Man, do we really live that truth out? Knowing that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The book of Hebrews went back and placed Jesus at the beginning of creation, right? right? So we know that he has been there through everything, through all that you've been through, through the highs and lows of your life. He has been there, and he is with you now, and he will be with you in the future no matter what that future may bring. If we truly want to live lives that bring people closer to God, 
We need to live a life that not only reflects what God wants us to do on the outside in the way that we treat other people, but it's also being fueled by our personal relationship with him that has brought us to the place where he gives us strength no matter what may happen. And so that we know that, hey, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And guess what? So I'm going to continue to live my life for him no matter what may happen. Hebrews talks numerous times about the danger of falling away. And it's much more than just an individual danger. What it does is it portrays Jesus as not necessarily the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Because if people are falling away, then that puts a question into the minds of those who are on the outside. Oh, well, maybe, maybe that Jesus guy isn't really all that they said he was. Man, we need to be living our life in a different way. A, a, a living our life where we become <laughs> completely enthralled in who Jesus is. And you know, the unexpectedness of life is going to happen no matter what. Why don't we want to live it knowing that we have the strength of the Lord with us to carry us through? Man, that's a wonderful promise that it makes a difference in how we live. And that's how people's lives are changed is they see the way that we interact with God, not only on the outside by our actions, but what happens on the inside. And it draws people into his presence. And then it allows God to start changing hearts and minds. We need to look at life that way. As I, I would encourage you to read through Hebrews again. Read the truths that it presents of who Jesus is, that he is the great high priest, that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and start living that out every day. Don't open the door to that possibility that you may fall away and all of a sudden become like that family that that little girl is talking about. Yeah, we were going to church, but now it's just not, it's not important anymore. And it's not just church. But man, don't we want to be an example that says, you know what, no matter what happens, we are going to stay engaged in our relationship with Christ. And we are going to live that out each and every day, no matter what we may be facing. Let's go to him in prayer. Dear God, I thank you. I thank you for being the same yesterday, today, and forever. Lord, the promise that that brings, the security that that brings, the strength that that brings us, Lord, I pray that we will choose to live our lives in you each and every day. And I pray, Lord, that you will use our lives as an example to the world around us. And that whenever they see the way that we live and the way that we treat others and the way that we interact with you, Lord, I pray that they will see you and that they will desire to enter into a relationship with you as well. Lord, we love you. We thank you for loving us. We thank you for being the same yesterday, today, and forever. In Jesus' name we ask you. Amen. Thank you for listening to Journey Elgin. Come check us out. We're located at 1221 North Avenue C 
Elgin, Texas 78621. You can contact us at www.journeyelgin.org or call us at 512-661-8411. That's 512-661-8411. We hope to see you soon and may God bless you.